Basement Booker's Podcast. What's up, Basement Bookerverse? Welcome to episode Finally! The Rock! The Rock is back! Finally, The Rock has come back to the WWE. Around me are familiar faces, worn out places. The Rock is back on SmackDown. Hello, everybody, and welcome. To the 499th episode of the Basement Bookers podcast, it's your boy, Basement Chair, once again with the reigning defending. He hasn't defended it yet. The reigning champion of the basement, Rich the Riz. The Z, the extra Z is silent until he goes outside. Welcome to the bait because it's really spelled with two Z's, by the way. The the yeah, so. Anyway, welcome everybody back. Thank you for joining the Basement Bookers. Like it and subscribe it if you haven't already for the low introductory offer of Free Forever. How much does it cost? Um, It's free. You can also throw in a like or subscribe, maybe an alert button. But for now, my time is done. Let us all hear from the world Basement heavy heavyweight champion, not so heavy anymore. Thank you. Who has I was, COVID? I do. He I is do. doing this. He is performing with COVID. He it, it doesn't matter. He'll wrestle with COVID. I'm here Everyone's for you. afraid to come for him. I'm here for the people. The people That's like right. the Rock. That's right. He, he. I mean, he is the people's champion, and uh, I was talking, and it's okay. If anybody's getting angry, we agreed to this. It was a bit. So don't even worry about it. This was the whole bit. Originally, uh, we're equal partners here. So mainly. Um, Yeah, pretty much. Give or take. 70-30. Rich pays for everything. Shut up and take my money. So let's uh, move on uh, to the show at hand. Rich had stuff to say. I'm sorry. I interrupted again because of the gimmick. No, it's okay. Real, real quick, uh, just saying how like we're equals and everything. One thing we don't do is we haven't fired anyone from the podcast yet, but WWE apparently fired, among other executives and such that are lower level, Dana Warrior, who was part of the community outreach team. Rich Riz, sometimes there's a bullshit position uh, to take care of people that you care about. Uh, it mm-hmm. happens everywhere. It happens in all walks, all walks of life. Hell, it happens in government. So, like, if you, you don't expect that to happen in a company like this. Also, I'm sure UFC has their own community manager or whatever. Uh, I believe what you're referring to is many layoffs, but I what I think is cutting redundancies. Congratulations. The rest of you made the team. you, you. You know what I mean? If you already mm-hmm. got a guy for a thing, but then it's like, but it's like a big company. So, you know, maybe they think, oh, our, the UFC is better at whatever, you know, depending on who they fired or something. Cause I know that was like a digital content manager or some shit that got the boot, which I don't say that flippantly. It sucks that you lose your job or whatever, but a lot of the executives, they're probably good. Probably got like golden parachutes and stuff like that. You just do whatever they want. Yeah, these were all lower-level executives, no names I recognized until I got to Dana Warrior. I'm like, oh, her, okay. Well, no, one of them, uh, I don't remember the lady's name. She was like one of the, like, like a board member type person, like a lady. I forgot what her name was. It's a different person. This isn't that. But, like, we've mentioned her on the podcast before, but it was like a year ago. So back during the Vince drama. Okay, like, so... so... Um, I know that her name is in the back of my brain somewhere. I did. I don't matter. Remember. She doesn't yeah. wrestle. Who she ever beat? Exactly. This is a basement bookers podcast. We're not booking business unless that's, that's right. the thing. But uh, I thought we could just yeah. Before before we digress too much, did you say the Rock? Yes, Rich. Finally, the Rock. But before we get to the Rock, we're gonna talk about more of this uh, speculation. What could possibly happen here? Uh, like what is going on? You know, the UFC, the WWE, a match made in heaven. Uh, did you know that at one point Shane was going to purchase UFC and Vince was like, nah, you can't do that. I think I remember hearing that. I think that was, that was just before he went to do the communications thing in China. It came up recently. Dana White was being, was in an interview Mm -hmm. and he mentioned it. He mentioned that Shane was going to buy WWE by UFC. At one point. And this was like early. 
So like it could have been way different. And now it's like, oh, they got the UFC here. I feel like this is like the way this merger is happening is bigger than that would have been. Sure. Um, there's like possibilities of like, oh, if you're done here, maybe you can go rest, do professional wrestling. You know, like if you're a fighter and like mm-hmm. you're a good talker, but you should really shouldn't be fighting other guys in a cage anymore. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can do a safer, like a slightly safer thing where it's like predetermined outcomes and things like that. You don't have to worry about like your brains being turned to mush. You don't got to worry about paying a fight team. Exactly. Um, and you could just transition there. Like, obviously, the other way is gonna, it's way more difficult. Like, you got to vet them, verify, like, if a guy from there could go fight in a cage. Otherwise, yeah. you got CM Punk again. You know what I mean? So, I do. we don't want that. And uh, from what I understand, the creative is still in Vince's hands. I mean, Triple H's hands. So, um, that's not going to change. And from what I I saw on Twitter somewhere on X that Vince has vetoing power in UFC stuff. So that's pretty interesting, which would be like, ah, oh, whatever. I have a mustache. I don't care. I great. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is like his evil villain mustache. Yeah. It, it, you know, whatever. He's got what we got. So what, what do you mean? Think? Sexual allegations. Sorry. That, this mustache is not about sexuality. It's about power. <laughs> It's about power. It's a power mustache. That's worse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, what's your opinion here, champ? Uh, I'm I'm going to be watching all of this really closely. This is very interesting, especially Vince having veto power in UFC. So, like, is he going to say no? Number one contender doesn't get to fight for the title. The number two contender does because what? Because he likes him better. See, he's a bigger guy, Jarrett. Like, what? A... I hope he makes like cringe like statements like, uh, you know, uh, like, oh, you know, there've been people been wondering like, who do you think uh, could make a transition to, to WWE from UFC? Oh, I was watching some tape. I uh, really think if we could get Kimbo Slice into WWE, it's like, but he's not here. He's dealing departed, Vince. You know. So you're like- so you're saying Vince with UFC is like the Saudi princes with WWE. Look, they're still looking for Andre the Giant or an Andre the Giant equivalent. Uh, mm-hmm. But the best we could get you is Omos. And really, that's not a bad L. Omos could move uh, more mm-hmm. than Andre could, but like Andre had like different uh, issues going on. Um, I think he had gigantism, mm-hmm. but Omos is an actual giant, uh, from what I understand. So, yeah, for, forgive me, Andre Lovers, but Omos, I, I feel, is more of an athlete than andre was that's just life man as people are healthier they have healthier offspring and things mm-hmm. like that so the tree grew out of fertile ground if that makes any sense you know what i mean so but lord I, knows we, i think i'm yeah. picking up what you're putting down we're gonna see the changes that uh that occur uh and stock is at like 100 100 bucks 102 bucks right now on new york stock exchange tko yeah i was about to get one for point one dollars, or for like a dollar, I could get a point one of a share for a dollar with my Cash App. Nice. It's talking about W nines and shit. It's like I don't know. That's work. Like, what do I have to? <laughs> yeah. Can I just get a stock? I just hold it so I could be a part of the team. <laughs> like, be nice. I want to be I, in I, that. I think I held WWE stock for a little bit. Didn't oh, really. Yeah. No much. Not much change when I had it. I'm thinking about this, man. Like point one. Yeah, you're looking at point one owner of a point. <laughs> hey, listen, you'll get those shareholder emails. Exactly, and I could like talk about it on the show. I think. Yeah, it'd be like, listen, WWE and TKO want to know what you think. They want to know what I think specifically. This podcast. Uh, That's right. Excellent. Listen, 499 episodes. We're go. We're approaching the monumental. 500th episode of the Basement Bookers podcast, a multiple of 100. If you take five and if you take 105 times, that's literally 500. Uh, don't at me. Scholarships. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, great. You don't, you don't uh, even need to get into the, that complicated Steiner math for that. No. 
All right, fine. We're going to address this right now. I think MJF is a mark. He will always be a mark. Um, even though I basically gave it like a, that's funny, like a side chuckle like that. It's mostly like, come on, bro. Like, you're just a guy, you just watch, you just watch the shit, you know? Like, you can't, I was expecting it. That's how bad it was. I can't be expecting things. Like, stop this. Mm-hmm. The only thing he's missing is calling Samoa Joe fat in, like, all these different ways, which is why I wish he was a heel, because then he could just do that. With all these fat asses. I'm not afraid of Samoa Joe. What am I, a donut? You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I so I wasn't expecting it, and I kind of marked out in my seat a little bit when when he started do, reciting the Steiner Math promo. Obviously, you know, like he the context is different because it's a it's a match. You know what I mean? It is it a, like more than one person in the match because Kurt Angle is in the match right. too or something. Right. So but, that's so, the thing. Right. He like he obviously made the necessary tweaks, but. For me, it seemed like it came out of nowhere. I, w- I wasn't expecting it. I, I was, yeah. I like, I wasn't, thing is, I wasn't thinking about it. So when he started, I'm like, this is Steiner math. It's Steiner math. It's Steiner math. It like, it, it, it was one of those things. It's like, it was like, he's doing it. How is he doing this? He's changing it. This is great. So like, yeah, like I, he did I practice. It. Yeah. Like he obviously <laughs> practiced. Like, I wasn't expecting so I so I love it. This I, podcast would be good if I practiced, right? If my part, like if I practiced, <laughs> fuck practice, dude. If I if I practice, listen, fuck you're a practice. lot better at this than I am. I think. I was thinking about scripting us, and I'm like, nah, man, I can't read very well anymore. Like sometimes the like the the words they flip, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that old no, that old dyslexia. It just comes up that way. It's like you, and everybody knows when you're reading, like. Everybody knows. <laughs> Listen, Otis has overcome dyslexia. No, I'm just saying, like, you specifically, everyone knows when you're reading. So there's no way you can, oh. like, I can script you. Like, everyone oh, yeah, no. knows when you're reading. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm terrible. It's impossible. Like, it takes two to tango. It's unscripted. It's raw and real. That's what you get with the Facebook Bookers podcast. Drop a like. See what I was doing? I was doing that. I was doing yep. advertising. We got an extra subscriber. Welcome to the Basement Bookers Podcast. 32 strong and growing. And you didn't even need to take a Flintstones vitamin for that. So, without further ado, I'm going to hit a button. And we're going to talk about whatever comes up. All right. So, here it is. This is Pat McAfee getting a Stone Cold Stunner. What? Stone Cold Steve. That's right, Richter is. Do you? Why? Why is this random picture of Pat McAfee getting a Stone Cold Stunner from Steve Austin, Rich Riz? Can you tell me why I did that? Probably because Steve Austin is one of The Rock's greatest rivals. And the connection here, besides Steve Austin to Rock, is Pat McAfee living the dream of every wrestling fan that lived through the Attitude Era, myself included. I won't speak for you. I'm sure you as well, but living the dream. Am I right? I've always wanted to have a private jet. I've always wanted to hang out with Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? I've always wanted to hang out with The Rock. What? Which is what Pat McAfee got to do. He he got to beer bash with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And sorry, Jay, we're not talking about it <laughs> now. And here he is with the rock. Mm-hmm. Can't see it's very blurry, but he's this is a mark right here, folks. He's like, oh, this is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. This is the best. This is the best. Ever. Oh, what's his best life ever, guys? Yeah. Think it was half chub? Full. I mean, I was at full mass just watching. Soon as the wow. rock came out, it's like years of my life just shut off, and I was back, baby. Basement chairs, the basement chair of basement chair was back, baby. So uh, I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen the rumors on social media before the show. I did, so I didn't go into the episode expecting the rock with, or I like he wasn't even on my mind whatsoever. I didn't know Rock was with Pat earlier in the day, right? 
But yeah, I do all of that. Yeah. What Pat was saying, that lead up, I'm like, it's The Rock, isn't it? It's the first episode under Endeavor or TKO, whatever. I'm like, they got The Rock, didn't they? And then I hear, if you smell, like, it's The Rock. Yeah, it was uh, electric. Uh, as a matter of fact, here's some evidence of uh, my reaction to The Rock. Uh, the Rock's return. Uh, hopefully sharing audio. I hit the share audio tab. You hear that? Finally! Who's that guy? The Rock has yeah, come guy? back <laughs> to smack down, yo. That's my TV. Endeavor era is coming in hot. Yeah. The Rock is here. The people, they exploded for The Rock. <laughs> we knew he was going to be here tonight because earlier, obviously, The Rock. And The Rock is here. The Rock. <laughs> The most electrifying man in sports entertainment, The Rock. One of the greatest actors of our generation, if you count just being yourself in literally every movie. <laughs> this is The Rock. <laughs> the probable. The jabroni. Be I can't even keep the camera. Look at everybody's excited. The Rock is finally back, guys. How do you feel about The Rock? So yes, uh, uh, I am indeed a uh, mark for the rock. So listen, it's the rock, dude. And what's not recorded is me yelling about the rock. I'm like, okay, so I'm streaming Starfield, mm -hmm. and. I'm still watching SmackDown while I'm playing Starfield because it doesn't matter. No one's there. So I like, right. I pause it and I'm just talking. I did, I basically live streamed me watching SmackDown. That's and I'm great. yelling about The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, can you believe it? The Rock, The Rock is back. And look at what The Rock says. It just rolls off the tub that The Rock is back on SmackDown. The Rock is here. He's going to lay if the smack if down on Austin Theory. And he had everybody. So The Rock, look at him. He's always been there the whole time. I, I, I really was excited. Like, I'm such a mark for The Rock. Like, it's amazing. We could so flippantly talk about him when he's not around. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know what? He's not beating Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is a tribal chief. It's, it's just I something don't even... about... Because, like, we, we get excited when he comes on, on TV and everything. And, like, obviously the fans do. It's But it, it's so different when you hear that instant every single person it was so loud erupting right and that's me with the filter like i filtered noise just so mm -hmm. you hear less of the tv mm -hmm. but more of the crowd comes out than the rock's music like you can hear rock's music but the people yeah they play the music loud there they do like the rocks the people uh Let's talk about that promo. Uh, so, you know, The Rock, people's champion. He goes out there. I had, look, I miss him. It was great. But I kind of felt like at times he was like, you know, he was doing his his version, the best version of So It's Like This, which is The Rock says or Let The Rock Tell You or The People. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the say The People like mm -hmm. if you play it back, you're like, yeah, he's looking for something, and then it turns into me not being able to hear the TV because <laughs> they keep censoring asshole. Oh yeah, I'm like, this isn't gonna be great, is it? Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna hear anything, and like, well, I guess some segments are getting cut or whatever, and they had to adjust. Like most of the Street Profits match was off mm -hmm. TV; it, they still did it, but it was like not. It was during a commercial, and they don't got picture in picture, brother. Yeah, they should maybe do that. I think they should. It would save so much time. Mm -hmm. I think it's like a money thing. Like, think about how much time you'd help, right? You'd 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 ha you'd like save, right? Like, if you do picture in picture, it's good for the advertisers. Yeah, because like, say it's a good match. You're not fast forward. You watch the wrestling in the commercial. exactly. Yeah, so like some people, like even like if we do if you DVR it or have YouTube TV or something like that, then like and you watch it later on you're probably a little less likely to fast forward a commercial if the if there's a good match playing in picture in picture. That's one of the things that AEW does right. Yep. 
is the picture in picture and always reminding people that there's picture in picture. I just like to hear Excalibur say picture in picture. Yeah. And for matches I don't care about when he says for the next 90 seconds, it's like, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. And we're back folks. And, and you could even have bangers. You can have bangers and like your advertisers will know that. And it's like, cause they go long. What happens when they're on commercial? You get to see what happens. No one's, most people aren't going to change that, you know, and that would be dope. We're trying to make money here, guys. Let's, let's take it over. Let's, 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 let's just do this, right? And you, and you know what they could do? Like when they do the picture in picture and everything, you know how like if there's a sort of a big spot during the commercial, even though there's picture in picture, when they come back, they'll still show a replay of that, that big spot. Instead, don't show the replay. Mention it. And say, if you watch a picture in picture, you would have seen this. And then, like, next time, okay, people might be more inclined to actually watch the picture in picture. Even better, they'd have to rewind if they have it on the DVR. True. They'd be watching the commercial. I think a lot of the DVR services, they send that data to the uh, the marketing teams, the advertisers, whatever. My point was made, you see. And uh, it should because the D- a lot of people do that, though. Like, they should take that data. And it doesn't make sense for that not to. Richard Riz has COVID. Everybody, don't forget, Richard Riz has COVID. Yeah, sorry. Uh, what a wholesome coughing. What a wholesome moment here. Uh, the Rock and John Cena together again. He could see him. I mean, he's the Rock. He sees everything. Guess so. Right. I think the Rock is the only thing person who can see John Cena, even if John Cena doesn't want him to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that might be his power. Like mm-hmm. uh, I, I was stoked for Cena to be back. It feels good to be right. I said it, you know, I've said it before. This actor's whatever, the strike thing, whatever. The Rock and John Cena aren't going to have shit to do. And what you know it. John Cena comes. The Rock comes. Man, it's too bad. Edge just bounced, man. Like, you could have... I know some people don't think Edge is that big of a deal. But, you know, as far as stars goes, like, he's still a pretty big star, if you think about it. I mean, I guess so. Like, I, I... I didn't think it, there would ever be a time where WWE and Edge couldn't come to an agreement on money, but I mean, I think I, they're I, still good. I, I thought I knew him. I guess not. You think you know him, uh, but I guess you're right, Richard. Is uh, none of us. And then Christian really with that know. Christian with that reference of not having his regular tag partner with him. Yeah, I wonder if. Nah, it's not gonna happen. If Ed shows up at AEW, like I wouldn't be surprised. Sexton Hardcastle making you a know return. what? I wonder if they will do that. I I think he probably just use his name. Like he just go by his name. Like he has a name. Maybe. Yeah, I guess he could. Like because he, he was doing that when he was acting, right? Yeah, he was going by his non-Edge name. Fuck, I know it too. I'm not looking it up either. Adam Copeland. Boom. That's why I, I remember now. I hate I hate using people's shoot names, brother. You're Edge, okay? Adam Copeland doesn't exist. <laughs> He's gone. Mm-hmm. Edge is here in the Basement Focus podcast. All right. So, uh, yeah, Cena's back with The Rock there. Cena might be getting physical with Sol Sokoa. What do you think of that bit, man? What do you... Wow. I mean... I mean, it would be an interesting way to uh, really make Solo look like a monster because I feel like Cena, Cena's, I feel like in particular, Cena is coming back to help make people. That's what I'm, yeah, yeah. And I think the Rock thing is last minute just for him Mm. to show up. They must have just, the Briggs Trump, can you just come by? Oh, that was, just come by. Thought that was Taz's music starting. No, can you just come by? <laughs> like, all right, The Rock is gonna come by. The Rock is gonna see the people. The Rock. So either he's gonna wrestle Austin Theory, mm-hmm. or all he was gonna do is people's elbow Austin Theory. Guys, I know it's that. That doesn't mean it's gonna be a match, okay? Because you know, but I'm wondering why they didn't use The Rock in that. Why didn't they have the? If they wanted the roof to explode. They could have had The Rock make the save, but not get physical, just being there, just like standing there, like mm. in front of John Cena or something. 
and then Solo just backs off. So I, I feel like they didn't reference Roman being involved with the bloodline at all on this episode. I think what they, they wanted to do. Paul Heyman. Heyman did. Okay. Yeah. Paul Heyman was, mentioned him. He's like, Roman didn't say for you, did for either of you to do anything. Didn't okay. Did Roman okay this or something like that? He said that. Some shit like that. Because it's a, some backstage said. stuff. Right. So I remember, I think he said like, uh, shit. Yeah. Because it's brain. Roman orders these things. And if Roman doesn't say, like, it's something to that effect. You know what I'm saying? So Roman was mentioned. I'm not making it up. It's it was on the episode. We don't even have exact like words that he said, but he was mentioned by Paul Heyman. Yeah. So it's anyway. not like nobody mentioned Roman Reigns. He exists. And you know who else mentioned Roman Reigns? Finn Balor mentioned Roman Reigns. Finn Balor was trying to recruit Jimmy Uso because he's saying maybe we could have the Usos in the judgment day. There's no leaders in the judgment day. Do you know what else is in, in the judgment day? Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I feel like this could be this could be leading somewhere. So, not only like sort of having Usos join Judgment Day, right? But both factions, Bloodline and and Judgment Day, are heel aligned, right? So, yeah. why not have sort of like a super faction, not necessarily together, but at least allied together what you're trying to say is an understanding basically right right? i have to turn the fan on spider and what they what they could be doing is like doing that start that on on the heel side maybe they'd uh, eventually like with sammy and ko and whoever else right on the face side start to do the same thing and it kind of could end up like i mean like it was different when AEW was doing it because AEW was like just all factions, all faction all the time, right? There was never, there wasn't a whole lot of large faction versus large faction. What if WWE you just want a bigger like faction? You just want right. bigger factions. So, What's better than factions? Bigger factions, dude. Imagine something like Marvel vs. Capcom within WWE or something like that. Just like super factions facing off against each other. It's like Avengers versus X-Men. Well, in order to... Yeah, what you do is you would take... What you're saying is basically the top heel faction on Raw and the top heel faction on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And they're coordinating with each other. Mm -hmm. And maybe on shows where everybody is, maybe they'll help out. Yep. Because they have like uh, an alliance or like a syndicate even. Like, if you think about it, it's kind of like a satellite of a syndicate. You know, it's like, here's this, these guys, and here's these guys. But then there's no leaders. But the tribal chief is the head of the table. He sits at the head of all tables. I don't think he'd be interested in that. You know, he'd want to be the man in charge, but the, that's not how the Judgment Day operates. Right. And, and, like, I like yours because... It always has to be that the, somehow the heels are just great at teaming up, mm-hmm. and it's the faces that can't seem to like get along until the last minute, like when they really have to, mm-hmm. and then put aside their you know whatever and be like, let's work together on this kind of thing. So, yeah, but like the, a, heels still lose three on one when they have three. Yeah, which is weird. And it's not something like it happens far too often to really be practical, you know? Well, all I want is something leading to a Survivor Series type match because that's after the next one. That is. Yeah, that is coming up. Uh, Speaking of, uh, Phil says he's got for the next two months, he's got nothing to do. So his calendar's clear. Could we see him at the Royal Rumble? Yeah, I don't know. I think you know what it is, though. People, I, I, this is my answer. This is a joke. It's a joke. Obviously, he did say that, but I'm thinking he's got nothing to do. He loves people talking about him, so that's why he says shit like that. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's still with... in the conversation, which is smart. That's what mm-hmm. I do because that's what you have to do. Like, and even that if, famous. Yeah, and even if no talks have happened yet, 
this doing so, people talking about him potentially being there will automatically raise his asking price. And it's like in anything, for good or for ill, they're Definite still talking about you. Ill. They're still talking about you. Doesn't Remember, matter. you can't you can't say Phil without saying ill. He should run for president. He could win. He could win. Do straight edge. You know, like the only skeletons in his closet is that he's a dick, and he's already ninety percent better than all of them, and he's at a decent age. You know, like what are we doing? No, I'm kidding. We don't want that. So <laughs> I'm just saying he is straight edge. You know, <laughs> Rock Austin, twenty twenty four. Then again, the last guy was straight edge. So I don't know what that means. Actually, I don't think it counts if you take cough medicine a lot or whatever. Like, if you're straight edge, you don't even take cough medicine, I don't think. Because, like, some of that cough medicine has alcohol in it, I think. You need more tussles. Yeah. Um, Right? It's got, like, 0.1% or some shit. I'm looking for the inactive ingredients here. And then I have a question about that when it comes to, like, AA. Can, like... Can they have cough medicine or do they have to tough it out? Um, it does it depend depends on the demon? So, so AA in particular, because obviously that's an alcohol thing. It, yeah, I, that's why I'm asked, mentioning it because there's yeah. alcohol in medicine, right? I've asked, medicine. and it's I'll put it to you this way there's also like you can't make vanilla ex- extract without alcohol. Okay. So I mean, there's different levels to... I, I went to a sober party one time, and I was going to bring stuff, and I was like, and I, I don't remember exactly how where I heard about it first or whatever, but I had to ask. I'm like, this, like, this icing, like, it's vanilla. Like, is that cool? And I was told it's such a negligible amount in, in icing, in vanilla extract at least. Like it's such a negligible amount. You would have to, you know, those tiny little bottles of vanilla extract, and how mm-hmm. super strong they are. Like you can make like fifty cakes with like one little vial like that of vanilla extract. You would be sick of vanilla, but long before you got even a hint of a buzz, like just a tiny bit. <laughs> right now, as far as it uh, affecting your blood alcohol content, it's so little it won't. As far as what's in cough medicine. Like cough medicine from like the eighties definitely had a higher percentage. I don't think that's it's why in, they work better. Yeah, I don't think it's in. Uh, I won't mention the name, but it's got a big fucking Q, as they say. Hmm. I I don't see any in this one. Maybe uh, in the liquid. I don't know. Well, speaking of Hangman Adam Page, did you know that Hangman Adam Page and Brian Cage's match spiked the female demo somehow? Like I forgot the like the data, but I saw it on Twitter. Like, hmm. who's looking for that? That's crazy. That's why I, when we're talking about AA, I'm like, how do I get this back to wrestling? The best thing I could do is Hangman Adam Page. The best I could do is Hangman Adam Page. Say no more, fam. Um, For real. Speaking of Hangman Adam Page and the Basement Booker Segway cast, uh, Jade Cargill has finished out, allegedly, her contract with AEW. From what I understand, they couldn't come together on money, but I don't know if that's true because uh, I think she's good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when it comes to that stuff, she's got like a minor league baseball team with her, uh, I think her boyfriend or something, whatever, spouse, friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like a baseball team and like, you know, they, they're not hurting for cash. Uh, I just think, and the rumors going around is that she would be straight to the main roster and just booked as a final boss type uh, character in the women's division, which I'd be all for. Like, you'd be an idiot not to because all the fans know. They know about the streak. There's no way. Like, if you're buying tickets and you're going to a WWE show, most of them know this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, what, 60-something and oh, as TBS champion? Yeah, 60, only pinned, 61, something like that. And her only pinned twice. By uh, Statlander. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, they hugged it out. That was her final match on Rampage. Uh, and shame on y'all for keep taking, like, recording, like, stuff and just spoiling it for us. Like, that would have been a nice moment to see for ourselves. I saw that on X. Somebody's like, 
camera phone video of them hugging each other and stuff. It's like, yeah, wow, you were there first. You got to see it first. F everybody else. Damn it. Um, yeah. I probably would have done the same thing and been the same kind of person. But the point is, at the end of the day, what what do you do, Rich? How do you do this? Do you disagree with whatever maybe might happen with Jade Cargill coming in uh, to the WWE, hot shot it to the main roster, which I have already said I think it's cool? Uh, I could understand why they would do so. Um, I said a while back that Jade Cargill was like she won the award um maybe maybe she won the golden pencil i don't remember but for most improved right she had gone like her first few matches i said she's green but has a lot of potential and then like the switch flipped pretty quick she was just like the hulk that week by the way that's what he meant she was actually green uh she was green at that time um she was actually literally green she was she hulk literally green Anyway, yeah, um, like I could like she'll probably go go to PC to shore some things up. Maybe you know, obviously check to see her cardio because this match on Rampage was kind of short. Good. Uh, yeah, but I got two words for you. Well, it's not a word; it's more like noises from my mouth. Okay. Duh, 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 duh. I see I I see the theory, but I feel like okay, if they're if they're gonna do that, right? Her off time Yeah. (laughs) Her off time should be spent at the PC getting more fundamentals so that Uh, she can have an Iron Man match. You know? What a mark. Not, Not saying she has to have an Iron Man match, but like Jade, if you keep her matches short and she's dominant, awesome. Final boss thing, like like Jadeberg, if you want to call her that, cool. But eventually, you know, every monster gets taken down. Who's going to take her down? I'm not even speculating on that yet. We don't know if she's coming to WWE. If that's what they do, if they want to make her a monster, she does need to shore up for when she has. She does have to actually go the distance against someone, against someone like an Asuka, a Charlotte, a Becky. Bailey, EO Sky. There's a lot of greats on the roster right now. Sometimes I think you forget that professional wrestling is a performance sport, dude. Like, it's a play. She's going to play a part. Like, you act like she's, like, here, and everybody else on the WWE division's, like, up here. Like, she's decent. She is and decent. She's better. Like she's better than decent. I f- I just feel like there are some minor things she could improve on. And right, well, being uh, on the bigger stage of WWE, I feel like if if there is a little bit of mishandling of her, of like maybe a bad camera angle one day, someone with a phone recording the wrong thing, she could get exposed. Anybody could. Anybody could, though. That's anybody on any given day. Okay. There's video of CM Punk stabbing himself in the head with the with the with the blade at all in, dude. Like, it could happen to anyone. You got to be a little fair here. You got to be a little fair here. You know, I am being fair. Like, like, I I would love to see her on the main roster in WWE. You're talking about a business that's run. By people that know how to highlight people's strengths and hide their weaknesses. You forget about that. You forget yourself, sir. Granted, it works way better for on some more than others, <laughs> obviously. Like, Elias is no longer with the WWE and no one noticed. It, okay? So, and that's not his fault. Like, and people are saying, oh, is this a missed opportunity? It's like, no. He did what he could. What 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 was had? Not everyone is a missed opportunity. They they gave him chicken shit. They absolutely now, gave him chicken shit. Yeah, you go out there. He did the best of what he could. He'll land on his feet. I mean, he's a musician with a with a album. You know, he could just stick to music. This is it two albums now. Sure, and walk with Elias. You know, he can't be Elias anymore legally. Emery, maybe, the the he, the little brother. Sure. He just wants to be with his family. I don't know. Maybe go into the family business, whatever that is. We never got that deep into the lore. Uh, I was cut off too soon. 
the return of Nia Flapjacks. But before we talk about Nia Flapjacks, if you bring in Nia Flapjacks, and you're, you don't need to worry about Jade, okay? And I don't even know what they're going to call her either. You got Tegan Knox on the roster. What has she done? Okay? You got all these little I think people. she's hurt again. Oh, fuck. All right. Uh, has she touched the Women's Tag Team Championship? Uh, maybe she... Maybe she passed it in catering. Something had Maybe. to have happened. Uh, but look, here's what I do with Jade. Uh, you, This has to be after Rhea deals with the Nia Jax problem. Then the music hits. And here comes here comes Jade. And that's who beats Rhea Ripley. Yeah. You have, you have her beat Rhea Ripley with a World Heavyweight Championship. I don't care. If you want to keep it on Rhea Ripley, fine. There's always EO Sky. But like, yeah, fine. You could do it that way. And just save the money match once, like, Jade's established. And then have people who don't really know her as well as they know Rhea Ripley. You know, because they may know of her. They may know of the things she's done. But, like, it's different when you're here, like, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And just have... And everybody's like, oh, man, what Jade or Rhea? And it's like, anytime they're near each other, even the possibility, people start to lose their shit. Like, you'll get the... Like, at the Women's Royal Rumble... If for some like like one of those things, if they happen to be standing in front of each other, I don't know why she would be in it. She'd still be the world heavyweight champion. Rhea Ripley would be, but like it's the this is awesome. They're just standing across from each other, you know that kind of vibe. Maybe they save Jade's debut for the Rumble. She'd have to win. Okay, if she doesn't win, don't debut her. Just like with Cody, it makes perfect sense. But then again, AJ Styles didn't win, and that's different. Why? Because it is different it's just different it's a different thing and it worked out well did work out well she should win if she's gonna be a credible threat why wouldn't she win the royal rumble you could have her do one of those things where like she breaks a record or something you know because that's easy to fix if you like have a fallout just have another lady do it but you could just have her do like the most eliminations put her in at like number two or one Mm -hmm. so she has like a good entrance Mm -hmm. you know or yeah it would have to be in the middle maybe so like somewhere where she comes in and she cleans up the mess Mm -hmm. And, like, one of the people she eliminates has to be, like, a, a at least an A-tier uh, star. Yeah. You could even have her dump Nia Jax out herself. She's not like most girls. Yeah. You know, there's so many things you could do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not here to change your mind. Um, Nia Jax. You guys can, yeah. Let me Nia ask. Jax. Yes. Tamina still works there, right? Yeah. I think maybe she helps out backstage or something. Uh, like, I'm really curious why you bring back Nia Jax, but you're not doing anything with Tamina. Nia Jax is younger and she's bigger. And, like, I, the, the thing is, it's just that she's been beaten so many times. I don't, like, not maybe not repackage, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I okay. In my I missed opportunity. I think in my mind, it's like I know too much about her. Mm. You know, I know she's not like that mean person. She's like this sweet person. She's been, you know, she's like to be a baby face forever for some reason. I don't know. Does, like, does it's the twenty four seven thing? Does the twenty four seven thing ruin her? Yeah, the whole like Akira Tozawa ruined Tamita, and and it's good that Rhea Ripley destroyed Tozawa. That was, I take it back. I'm I was going to say, back. it's a hot take. I take it back. I'm not upset mm-hmm. at Rhea Ripley anymore for beating the shit out of Akira Tozawa because he deserves it for ruining Tamina. There you go. He deserves it. He <laughs> Rhea Ripley was the retribution that was just waiting in the wings to fix the rights, I mean, fix the wrongs in this world. Rhea Ripley has passed judgment upon you, Akira Tozawa, and you are found wanting. Anyway, that beef between me and T- Kira Tozawa is renewed. I even mm-hmm. forgot about the one I had with Shinsuke Nakamura. Or did I? Because I'll never forget. And as long as I'm half of this Basement Booker's podcast, you will never be the world heavyweight champion. Ever. Take that, Nakamura. I probably pissed off a lot of Shinsuke Nakamura stands. Like, they're really mad at me right now. How dare you? So how do you feel about Nia Jax coming out on top 
and letting Raquel Rodriguez know that she's the one that's not like most girls. <laughs> they summoned her, Rich Torres. They, they were did. asking for it. They were. There's a lot of wordplay going on lately. Uh, Christian and that one, I guess. But a lot of teasers. So... The answer to my question about Rhea Ripley and uh, Nia Jax, obviously, uh, that thing there. What do you? Well, how do you feel about Nia Jax coming in? And don't tell me I was alone in this. As soon as we got the stipulation that Dominic Mysterio would be banned from ringside, that there would be some kind of chicanery yeah. from a female or something or anybody, because it didn't have to be Dom. It could have been I- Judgment Day. Yeah, it could have been Finn or Priest. Like Priest, yeah. I feel like I feel like the dynamic is Priest is more central. Like Priest will help Finn, Priest will help Rhea, Priest will help Dom. Finn less involved with Rhea and Dom. Everyone right? helps everyone. True, but I feel like Priest does more of the legwork. Either way, any one of them could have done it, or all of right. them. Like, they should have just said Judgment Day. That would have been a little bit better. Yeah. You know, that really doesn't help. Mm-hmm. It's like... You know, Nia, if Nia Jax... Let's say... Okay, so let, let's say uh, Judgment Day is recruiting, right? Usos, maybe, maybe not. Maybe uh, McRoblox, right? If Nia Jax joins Judgment Day... What if it could have been him? Yeah, could have been him. But what if she also joins the bloodline? I don't know. Would they let her? Would they be like, no, you gotta like leave that one. You can't be here if you're gonna be there. I guess they could do that. I mean, like the rosters are split right now, unless you're LA Knight or Miz. Yeah. Because if they don't, I'll just be like, Hey, are you a spy? Like, is she a spy? Like, why is she in both places? Is she a spy? She's got to be spying. She's family. Why would she? She's a spy, right? <laughs> like that's that's going to be me the whole time. <laughs> She's a spy, right? <laughs> it, I mean, it could definitely make for some uh, some interesting scenarios. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how, as... I don't, yeah, I don't know how likely it is, but it's something that, like, if I were on the creative team, I might throw out there. As sort of like an idea, like a nugget. Maybe we do this, this, this. And then like the people that are like better at it will then take the nugget that I threw and weave a story around it. I don't have a lot of experience with Wolfpack and Black and White, but Mm -hmm. did they ever have somebody that was with both? No. That's good. I imagine a stupid shirt that's half red and half white. Yeah, Wolfpack had split off from the original. I know. I know that. I know where the wolf pack came from, my friend. I know where the red and black comes from, brother. Um, so I agree. If you want to do that, you could do that. You could have her on both teams. Maybe she's a spy. Maybe she's not a spy. Maybe, you know, either way, it's not like they're going to share a locker room. You know what I'm saying? Like the Judgment Day of the Bloodline, they might not share a locker room, but they share values. Rock and Roman at Mania. And Rock is... The thing that's going on about The Rock is they're saying he didn't he want he was willing to do something, but it needed to be something that changed the industry. Like, what does that mean, dude? What do you mean? How like like basically he's like fundamentally change the industry. Like unionize. How, I, yeah. After he beats the, if he he lifts up the, the the gold championship and he says, "Union," and everybody just goes, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> the Rock. All right, look, I love the Rock. You know I'm a Rock for the Rock, but that is such self-important shit to say. Like I'm not. It's got to be something that's going to change the entire universe forever. You know, I, I'm gonna melt down the championship and make a goal, make a glove. You know, like what? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't know. I'd re- I, look. I want Cody versus Roman. A lot of people want that, mm-hmm. but a lot of people want The Rock versus Roman Reigns. But The Rock shouldn't go over Roman Reigns. No, it doesn't make any sense. I'm okay with either match. I feel like they're both big matches. They're both, you know, 
head certainly headliners. You know, I was thinking about your Nia Jax idea. Mm-hmm. They what if they just do that with like a USO on each team? They could they could do that too. One like, in Judgment Day, one in Bloodline. Like, could Jay? Like, I know it won't happen, guys. I'm speculating; it's possible. But like, could Jay join the Judgment Day and still be a face? Like, does he have to like be a bully? You know, like, does he have to like go in and you know maybe help if they're getting beat up? But like. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just think it doesn't work because is Jay r- going from running with the wrong crowd to running with the other wrong crowd? You know mm. what I mean? And we already had him and Sammy finally make up, I think. Yeah. You know what? I, I think Jay in the Judgment Day is impossible. I take it back. It doesn't make sense from a character perspective, especially with the growth he's made. I think it's an about face, and it's going to make him just as bad as Jimmy because Jimmy's like the opposite side of that coin. He's not mm-hmm. he's on a bad road right now. I don't know what's going on there. So you know how they say like you're on the wrong side of the tracks? Yeah. Well, imagine there's like a crossroads in the tracks, right? Tracks going this way and tracks going this way. And like it's like you mean you're on this side of the tracks is is the right side and this is the wrong side, but like you're up here and you're like, okay, let me let me jo- go on on the right side of the tracks, and you go over here, but still, you're on the wrong side of the tracks because you cross the right. wrong tracks. Right. And that's what going from Bloodline to Judgment Day would be doing. It's like you're just you change shows, but you're still on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, and the growth is just not there. I feel yeah. like the people are behind him. That's the growth. He's already mm-hmm. he's done with that shit, and it's about him sticking to being his own man. I think right now, mm-hmm. at least for now. Um, there lies a parallel universe, which there is a universe where there is a super Uso, Jimmy J. And Jimmy J is in the reality in which Jimmy uh, ate his twin in the womb. Mm. And he is Jimmy J. He's huge, he's jacked, and probably the current world heavyweight champion. <laughs> he's probably he, he probably beat Roman for mm. the championship because he's like the perfect one there, Jimmy J. Because mm-hmm. he consumed them in the womb. All right, out of sci-fi territory. But, uh, yeah, let's keep Jay. Jay's on a good tra- trajectory. I think they did great with Jay. Like, I feel bad for Jimmy, honestly. Like, unless this leads somewhere, like, let's just wait. But right now, it doesn't really make sense. Like, it really hurt his character when he's first, like, like we're out. Did he start this? He started the revolution. He did. And then he's like, no, I'm in, though. I'm in, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a guy who's like, I'm kind of screwed without Jay. Uh, so, guys, bloodline. <laughs> Unless it's a work. Unless he's a deep cover. But, no, can't be because he cost Jay the championship. Because the story is, Jay would have pinned Roman if he wasn't pulled out by Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So. It's hard to imagine... Mm-hmm. Um, what they're going to do with Jimmy because I have no idea how I would do it. I can't basement book that. I, I Maybe they are booking him as sort of like the flounderer, right? Like he, he tried to strike out on his own, leave the bloodline, then Jay bounced and he's like, can I come back now? <laughs> I miss my brother. <laughs> I don't want to be by myself. Yeah, maybe that, Maybe just that's the plan. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's some deep stuff. So L.A. Knight beat The Miz on SmackDown clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's over. Miz can stay on Raw where the hell he belongs. And who knows with this roster, what's going to happen with this brand split thing in the future? Like, do they still want to keep it this way? I think they should. I think it should stay the way it is. There's no need to really change anything mm-hmm. Um, with that. So... We almost forgot to talk about this. Becky Lynch is the NXT Women's Champion, as I have predicted in Messenger with you. Yep. Uh, that would happen. And, of course, the man equals ratings. It skyrocketed. And I'll tell you the difference. Like, the difference between Seth Rollins going on NXT to defend his championship I don't even know if he defended. He just went to wrestle. 
But did he defend it against Braun Breaker? I don't remember. He did. But he defended it against Braun Breaker. The reason that probably didn't score as high as Becky Lynch coming to challenge Tiffany Stratton for the NXT championship, because it was a 99.9999% chance that Becky Lynch was going to win the NXT Women's Championship. You'd have to be a fool to think they're going to have Tiffany Stratton beat Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. As awesome as she is, you're not going to have Becky Lynch come to get beat on SmackDown. There's no way. Uh, it seems, I don't know, but I think the Becky's first opponent might be Lyra Valkyria or whatever. So, I'd be we'll cool. See. Uh, your thoughts? Uh, it's interesting. Becky is champ. Obviously, her first reign. Uh, this makes her a Grand Slam champion. That's right. Um, trying to remember her. Remind me of her with the tag titles. Uh, she was tagged with uh, Trish Stratus, and uh, yes, okay, yeah, that was that it was started this whole feud thing. Oh no, Lita, You're right? Sorry, Lita. It, it, yeah, it was, and uh, that Trish Stratus had to substitute Lita because she beat Lita up. Yeah, it took her spot. So yeah, Lita and Trish Stratus. Yeah. All right. Um. So she's gonna beat Lyra Valkyria. Um, who else? I think after Stratton. she beats a few people, she's gonna it's gonna be her and Stratton again. They're gonna run it back, and Becky's gonna give her the rub. Mm. Maybe no mercy. You know that was what I was thinking. Maybe that's um, a good way to sell no mercy. It could they be. Don't, yeah, but they also announced the start of the women's breakout tournament. They didn't say anything about a men's breakout tournament, yeah. which was what I remember trigger my thought about maybe Jade going to NXT first. What if the winner of the NXT breakout tournament just gets to go to Raw or SmackDown? And she wins that then. Yeah. Fine. Okay. The thing is with the tournaments, it's like then you see her. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't if know. you're watching NXT. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like you waste right. the reveal on NXT because it's like we saw her on NXT already. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's like I'm just trying to think about it this way. It's like I know she's nowhere near as big of a star, but it's like having Cody Rhodes debut on an NXT breakout tournament first and then come and challenge for the you know what I'm saying? I think like, that's I think that's more than a little different. I guess. Why well, I mean can't th- just think about do it like think about it. we've like Cody did stuff on the indies. Like, so many people did stuff on the indies. We have seen literally every Jade Cargill match. Okay. It's like, she doesn't have a lot of matches. She has 62 matches under her belt. Dude, I don't care. I don't give a shit how many matches someone's had. You know, one I'd care if they were fighting for real. But they're not fighting for real. (laughs) I mean... They are fighting for real, but for real. I don't know. I just, I could get myself out of that little, like I used to do that where it's like, well, you know, they just don't have the experience there. And it's like, well, with me having zero experience in broadcast at all, and I do this here podcast, I have some uh, expert opinion I'm going to lay down here, brother. Uh, Let me tell you something, okay? And you being a producer... All right, you're a producer. All right. How -hmm. much TV have you made? 499 episodes, give or take. That's right, goddammit. Actually, most of them not visual. Yes, we have more episodes than Jay Cargill has matches. But the difference is that we're not using our full bodies. We don't have to make sure that they're crafted into a fine, carved, muscular, shapely, all the positive things. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's maintenance. That's a lot to keep up. We barely use our brains. You use yours? I got to start. All right. Basement chair brain. 1%. All right. We're set. I've turned up the knob. Hmm. We're on. Um. Anyway, quite the Audi to this episode. Uh. Well... Wait, did I say, no, I wasn't done yet. 
I just don't think that it matters really if she's had 62 matches or 10 matches, mm-hmm. especially when you come in, you're fresh here. It's a new universe. So I just want to give positivity to like new changes and things like that. Because unlike the Jabrodies out there who always hating, in regards to Jade Cargo, before we move on to a very special announcement that was made uh, this past Dynamite. Uh, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Dynamite. It was yep. definitely Dynamite. Yeah, it was Dynamite. So, on Dynamite, I just want to say, like, there's a lot of negative. There was a people saying, oh, when she was in AEW, you didn't care. But now all you want to do is book her versus every WWE superstar. First of all, I always thought Jade was awesome. She grew on me, okay? She's great, right? I don't care if she's a little, like, I don't care about, like, not everybody has to wrestle, like, I don't know, Becky Lynch or whoever the best you think is Mm -hmm. like you can, there's ways, man. Not everybody like she could just, you could just have her as a power wrestler, you know, like she's got like her moves just hit jaded or whatever they're going to call it. Like, I don't even know what name she's going to use, whatever. And boom, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And with Cody there, she'll be fine. Cody makes sure she'll look looked after if Ricky Starks goes there even better. How cool would that be? Amazing, because uh, that's the other thing the a- that WWE is looking at a lot of people from AEW pot- potentially to try to get them over here. Cool, you know what I mean. Um, so Rich Riz, apart from the tragedy of Ricky Starks losing the second pearl necklace given to him by Big Bill, tell us so sad. tell us about the biggest news in the wrestling world for Wrestle Dream. Well, for Wrestle Dream, it's been announced. Brian Danielson is fighting Zack Saber Jr. I've said I've talked about this potential for a while, like ever since the whole forbidden, the first Forbidden Door. It's like this could happen. If for wrestling purists, this is what we want to see. I cannot wait. This is the most anticipated match for me on Forbidden Door. Um, Oh, one second. Sorry, I, I just I just heard Roddy say Adam. Okay, go ahead. I I really hope that Roddy gets his vision back. Uh, I wasn't sure how the two are related. It must be very Samoa Joe. He's a very strong man, very mm-hmm. strong. Uh, I was thinking about like how we made comparisons to like Roddy being like a member of Metallica. But I really started to think he's also got a little Will Ferrell in him in Talladega Nights. So I was thinking about there's a bit where he's in the hospital and he can't feel his legs. He's saying he can't feel his legs, mm-hmm. but he totally can feel his legs. That he's fine. Nothing was wrong with his legs. And they stab him in the leg with a fork. <laughs> and then he just starts screaming with the fork. It's like... <laughs> feel like that could happen to Roddy. Like, he's just like, he's got the neck brace. He's in the chair. Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> like, I don't know if I'll ever walk again. Roddy, you could you could walk. And, you know, regarding just, this angle. You could walk. And then have somebody kick him. And then he, he could be like. Man, I really wish I could feel my leg right now. Uh, you know? <laughs> regarding this angle. How is it? That Mike Bennett has succeeded in becoming the most boring member of this angle. Dude, I always thought he was boring. Uh, no offense to him. He probably thinks I'm boring. A lot of people probably think I'm boring. But I couldn't tell you much about Mike Bennett's characters. Like, I wasn't really into Ring of Honor. He didn't really get a fair shake in the Fed. WWE, I'm saying it like a smark. Because it makes me feel cool. Mm-hmm. I had never even used that before, and I'm fucking doing it. I'm fucking doing it. I feel uh, like his his impact run was his best run that I've seen. I didn't see any of his Ring of Honor stuff either. Yeah, um, but like, I don't like to insult people. I don't like to shit on people like that. Um, like Matt but, Taven, I always said he had like he he had an interesting look. Like yeah, like the the, the half shaved head, like kind of just a weird general look, but like. It came together with his promo ability, right? And yeah, that's in, a look, in ring, Yeah, in ring, he's pretty good. He holds his own and everything. Mike Bennett, I can't even tell you a freaking movie does. 
I, uh, look, I, I don't, and it's not my fault. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like, I, Roderick Strong is really good. And I've tried to tell, I've tried to tell people, yeah, he's, that's really fun what he's doing. I just hope he doesn't get, oh, I had an idea. Like if he's in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and people don't believe him that he can't walk Mm -hmm. and he's just go to Orange Cassidy and be like, Orange Cassidy, kick me as hard as you can. And then Orange Cassidy does that kick. He's like, see, I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> that just keeps on great. going. And then Orange could be like, he can't feel his legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm also looking forward to Brian Dander, Dander, Zack Sabre Jr. Not as much as you. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. to me is just a guy that wears little trunks. You know, I don't know what to do here. Uh, but to say he's a bendy guy and he will bend you. I think that's fair to say. You know, sure. Uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be. I'm really pretty good as as a, a match of the year candidate. I mean, you say that about every Daniel Bryan, Bryan Dander, Danderson match. So only because that's... he's been having like dream matches lately. Wrestle dream matches. Oh my God! Let it not turn into a wrestle wet dream, brother. Which is what it is for you because you're really into that match. Uh, look, let me tell like you something. That. You can shake your head as much as you like because The Rock is back and the Basement Bookers podcast wants you to like and subscribe. Come on down. If you had fun, I had fun, Rich. Did you have fun? I did have fun. Uh, as we always say, you got the link tree down below. Like, do like, do the subscribe, follow this, that, the other. And Jerry's got a parting message. The match of life is scheduled for what fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the bookers. Hey, I do have a catchphrase. <laughs>